In this episode, we talk about how to build your morning routine. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A strong morning routine is oftentimes the difference between success or failure. If you have a good morning routine, it can set you up for an amazing day, one that is consistent from day to day, and one that allows you to have the energy and the time for all of the things you need to not only improve yourself, but also practice self-care, to keep yourself at a baseline. And I'm willing to bet that you already know that, that you've already heard about the benefits of a morning routine. However, you probably haven't actually developed one yet. Or if you have, it's substandard. It's not quite as good as you wish it was. And this makes a lot of sense. Developing a morning routine can be difficult, especially if you're starting from scratch. Where do you even begin? What is the first thing you need to do? It's tough to figure that out, and that's why in today's episode, I want to dive into it. I want to share with you what I believe is the best starting point and the subsequent steps for developing your perfect morning routine, whatever that looks like for you. And I think that if you do nothing else but go through this episode and follow the steps, you'll find yourself starting to have better days and better outcomes in the long run, because a morning routine really is a perfect example of a tiny leap. It's one of those things that you might start practicing today, and it may not actually prove valuable until long into the future, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't stick with it. So keep that in mind as we go through today's episode. Now, before we start, I want to make a quick announcement. I developed a self-care assistant specifically to help you build your morning routine. It's only available to people in the U.S., but it's very straightforward. You text the word routine to a phone number, and it guides you through the process of developing your morning routine. It'll work with you. It'll help you find the time to practice it. It'll help you develop the routine itself, and it will hold you accountable and connect you with other users to be held accountable as well. So if that sounds like something you want to take advantage of, all you have to do to get started is text the word routine to 910-407-1979. That's routine to 910-407-1979. Or if you want more information first, head over to tlbc.co slash routine. And of course, all of the information for that is linked up in the description of this episode. So how do you develop your morning routine? Well, we need to look before step one. We need to better understand what constitutes a good morning routine. So this is what I'm calling step 
zero. And that is that it starts the night before. Your morning routine is, of course, the things you walk through after you wake up. However, there are a number of factors that affect your ability to follow that routine consistently. For example, how tired are you? What time did you wake up compared to what time you normally wake up? When you are trying to develop a morning routine, it's important that you stay consistent with it for a long period of time, just like any other habit or routine that you might want to build. But if you are having an inconsistent wake up time due to being tired or inconsistent energy when you wake up due to being tired, then you're going to struggle to be consistent with that routine. And that can be the difference between it sticking and you gaining all of the benefits or it falling apart in a few weeks and you ending up back at square one. So the key thing to remember here is that your morning routine starts the night before and the key activity that you can act on here is to start developing a consistent bedtime. Now, I'm a big believer in bedtime ranges rather than a specific time because life is complicated. And so giving yourself more flexibility is always going to be the right option. However, choosing to go to bed between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. or between 11 p.m. and midnight, whatever time works for you consistently, whatever range works for you consistently, try to aim for that each night. That's going to give you a consistent amount of sleep each night so that you start with the same amount of energy and it allows you to wake up at roughly the same time each morning so you have enough time to actually practice a morning routine. So that's step zero in this process. Now, step one, when you are actually developing a morning routine is actually not to add anything to the routine yet we first want to fix some things because for most of us, our morning routines already exist. They're just not that good. You know, we all sort of maybe wake up around a similar time and go to the bathroom, brush our teeth, do whatever things in whatever order, but it was never thought through. It was never purposeful. And so we end up with a routine that drains us, that leaves us unable to cope with the day ahead. So one of the first things that we can do to build a better morning routine is to simply fix some of the parts of our existing routine that are broken. And for many of us, one key thing here is hitting snooze in the morning. And here's what the Houston Methodist had to say about that. The problem with snoozing your alarm clock is that the fragmented sleep it brings isn't just without benefit. It might actually affect the rest of your day. The 10 more minutes of sleep you're granting yourself over and over and over isn't productive sleep, adds Dr. Ram. If anything, all of that interrupted sleep will make you feel more groggy. This is because pressing the snooze button may cause you to oversleep or throw off your sleep cycle. Both can increase your chances of feeling more tired during the day. So the idea here is that hitting snooze over and over again isn't actually helping you and may actually hurt you. And this becomes less of a problem if you do step zero and you establish sort of a, a normal bedtime range that you're going to try to stick to, something I personally need to practice for myself. Uh, but when we get into step one and we're looking at actually developing that routine, one thing we need to really spend time on and really practice with is not hitting snooze and just getting ourselves to get up 
once the alarm goes off. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be a struggle in the beginning if you've been a snooze hitter. I recognize that and you're going to fail. And so this is going to be a long process. You should not expect, and this is a, a common belief with morning routines and nighttime routines, you should not expect to wake up tomorrow with your perfect little plan of what your routine should have in it and expect to actually follow through with that. When you are building a new routine of any kind, you are actively fighting against the bad or negative habits that you've already developed, the routine you already have. And so expecting yourself to show up fully formed and capable of sticking with this thing that you just thought of or read online or whatever other way you develop that routine, it's not going to work. And it's ultimately going to lead you to feeling depressed and down and like you're a failure and all of those things. So instead of going through that process, we're going to start small. We're going to embrace the tiny leaps model. And we're going to first focus on how do we get ourselves to stop snoozing. Now, once you've established the practice of getting to bed around the same time each night, and you've gotten decently better at not snoozing. Maybe you snooze once or twice instead of five times, but you've improved a little bit. Now we can start looking at how do we wake up a little bit earlier. And now I'm not saying you need to do 5 a.m. wake ups, but if you want to develop a morning routine, if you want to develop a morning practice, you're going to need time to be able to actually stick with it. You're going to need time to practice it. And so this is another one of those like prerequisite steps where before you can expect to follow through on this thing, you need to make space for it. And by making space for it, I mean you need to give yourself time in the morning to actually practice it. When I say you need to wake up earlier than usual, I mean slightly. You don't have to go for 5 a.m. You don't have to go for the 4 a.m. wake up. You do need to maybe go 20 minutes earlier than usual. Just enough time so that you aren't waking up because you need to get to work. This is something I've talked about on the podcast before. But when you are setting your alarm, for many of us, we set our alarms based on what's going on the next day. So we know we've got work, we need to get there at nine. That means we need to leave the house at 8.30, which means we are going to have to wake up at seven because we need an hour and a half to get ready. And so we set our alarms for seven. The problem with that is we're waking up fully in response to our work requirements. It's not our choice. We aren't sitting there and choosing, I'm gonna wake up at this time because I want to. And so while it might suck in the beginning to wake up at 6.40 or 6.30 instead of 7, overall, especially if we're practicing getting to bed at a, a reasonable time consistently and we're not snoozing, overall, having that extra 20, 30 minutes is going to give us more control over our day. It'll give us a better sense of what's going on for our day and allow us to feel like, hey, we're waking up for us. This is our choice. This is something we want for ourselves. And that can be a powerful motivator as you go through the rest of the day, as you are responding to everyone else's needs. You now have the option to know for yourself, you started the day for you. You took control of when you woke up. That by itself can cascade into a number of massive, massive changes in the long run, but purely in the context of building that morning routine, it now guarantees that you have 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes to go through a routine. And then the last thing we want to look at here is to choose your first activity. 
So this is something unrelated to the process of getting ready for work. This is unrelated to the process of waking up. This is one thing that you're inserting into your existing processes to add some time for yourself. And I, I, I personally like to choose from one of three. You've got meditation, journaling, and gratitude practice. So choosing one of these three to practice in the mornings can be a massive way to get started with that morning routine and insert something that gives you real value going into the rest of your day. So that could be a five minute meditation. It could be five to 10 minutes of journaling. It could be listing out things you're grateful for or things you're excited for. Whatever you're feeling would add the most value to your day, whether it's time for reflection as in journaling, time for centering as with meditation or time for focusing as with gratitude. If you know which of those would benefit you the most in the day, Pick that one, make that your consistent thing. If you need to experiment for a little while, go through all three of them and see which feels the best. But you now have the time, you have the energy because you're getting to bed earlier. And so now you can choose what activity is going to actually set you up for the rest of the day. And what you do to actually produce that morning routine is from this point, once you've chosen the activity, you list out everything that happens between the moment you wake up and when you actually walk out the door. And that becomes your morning routine. So I hope this was helpful, but if you want more help, I built a self-care assistant to help you develop that perfect morning routine. It'll take you through this process step-by-step step and guide you uh, and, and support you as you build the routine for yourself. It'll help you find the time. It will help you figure out which activities to include, which not to. It will review your uh, list for you and help you make changes. And when you need accountability, when you need somebody to check in with you, it will connect you with another person who can do that for you. So if you want access to that instantly and you're in the U.S., that's a critical part here. This is unfortunately only available to U.S.-based residents right now, people with U.S. phone numbers. But when you want instant access to that, all you have to do is text the word routine to 910-407-1979. That's routine to 910-407-1979. Or if you want more information first, head over to tlbc.co slash routine. Of course, all the links to that in the description of this episode. I've also linked to a number of articles that I think will help you as you're developing your morning routine. So check those out as well. If you're listening to this right now, head over to the YouTube, find the podcast there, and let's connect. Leave a comment on this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, both on the episode and on the general idea of morning routines. Do you have one? What's worked for you? Share it with us. And second, if you are watching right now on YouTube, leave a comment down below and don't forget to hit subscribe. Thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.